So here we are again today uh, with this podcast, again describing an aspect of On The Way. And today I'm going to be talking about retreats. Now, what happens when a person hears the word retreats varies. So for example, if you talk to a priest or a deacon or somebody who is connected with the church, if they heard the word retreat, they would know that it is a place where people go to kind of get away for a while and maybe reconnect with God. But to the normal everyday person, sometimes when they hear hear the word retreat, it kind of brings up a feeling of holy people sitting in a, in a room or sitting in a retreat house standing or standing around at the chapel or being on their knees praying all day long. And that is kind of what, when I, when I talk to the fifth graders and I have their class level retreat with them, I always ask them, I say, so what's, what's your impression of what a retreat is? And inevitably, that's something that they all come up with. And I think that that's kind of a universal definition for some people when, it, when they hear the word retreat that we're going to be sitting around all day just praying and it might be even kind of boring for them to do that. But that's not what a retreat is and we all kind of know that. But I'd like to kind of dispel that that misconception a little bit about what retreats really are because they can be so much more for the people that participate in them and for the people that desire them in their spiritual life. So who are retreats for? Well, they're not just for holy people. They're for everyone. They're for people of all ages. And if you look at my website and you see the page having to do with retreats, you'll see that there are offerings for all ages, for children that are in middle school all the way up to adults and people in older age, and all those different types of things. So it's not just for holy people. It's for people of all ages. In other words, it's for everyone. And what a retreat does, the type of person that desires to go on a retreat, is someone who is getting a chance to step away for a while and spend some quality time with God. So people, we all know, and and we hear this all the time, is that people need to disconnect from the busyness of life. People need some time of quiet and reflection, maybe before they make a big decision in their life or move into a new chapter of their life. So, for example, someone who might be going into high school or someone who might be going into college or choosing a major or going into a marriage or moving maybe into the second half of their life. You know, maybe we could talk about people who are becoming empty nesters and their desire to possibly go on a retreat. Or someone who is going about making a job change or a career change or even a career choice. So people need this time of quiet and reflection, not only before they make a big decision in their life, but also giving them a time to get them connected and reconnected with God. 
And these are people, too, that might feel that God is distant from them at this particular time. And so they're searching for something. They're searching for something that might be missing from their spiritual life. And the ultimate idea, the ultimate goal of many, many retreats is that it gives you a time to step away and rejuvenate, to kind of rejuvenate your life the way it is and the way you would like it to be. So where can retreats take place? Well, retreats basically take place in any place that is out of the ordinary. So again, using the the example of those fifth graders, when I ask them, you know, why we're going on retreat and where we're going on retreat, I always take them down to a, a set of rooms, a set of meeting rooms right off of the gym on our campus. And those meeting rooms are things, are places where they never get to go. They're not in their classroom. They're not out on the playground. They're not in the gym. They're in these meeting rooms. And so it's a place that's out of the ordinary. And that is what a retreat, what the place for a retreat should be. It should be a place that is out of the ordinary. Now, traditionally, people will go to a retreat house, and a lot of times the retreat houses are in a secluded area, away from the hustle and bustle of the world. But a lot of times retreat houses are designed so that, yes, they might be away from the hustle and bustle of the world, but they might be right in the midst of the world. So, for example, the retreat house that I go to many times in Michigan is located right out the outskirts of Detroit. And five minutes away is a huge, huge shopping mall. But once you get to the retreat house grounds, you are kind of, you know that you're kind of in a secluded area. There are bushes and trees and everything covering the area. So the the outside world is kind of shut off which is kind of what the whole idea of getting away the, to a place out of the ordinary is really all about. And so the retreatant, the person going on retreat, needs to make a commitment to enter into the experience. In other words, as my, one of my old coaches from high school used to say, they need to participate, don't anticipate. And so they need to be open to the movement of God in their life. And a lot of times that means that we need to shut off from out from the outside world. So we leave our cell phones, we leave our devices, we leave our computers, we leave all of those things at home or at least shut off so that we're not distracted from the outside world. And sometimes retreat masters themselves will come to us and say that they will allow us to stay in an environment that might be familiar to us. So we might go to a retreat, maybe that is on our campus somewhere, but they might come to us and they might design and execute the retreat for us because it's something that's on our campus because we can't get away for that particular time. And then there can be retreats that are even done at home. So if you look at one of the retreat options for adults that is on our website, you can see that it is a busy person retreat. And that busy person retreat is basically done from the comfort of our own home. So they can be designed to to take place in many, many different venues. 
So another question that I always get asked about retreats is how long does a retreat last? Well, if you look at the grade level retreats that we do for sometimes for the young people, they only last for a day or maybe even just an afternoon. We, when we do retreats for teachers, for in-services and things like that, they might last just for the day or maybe just for an afternoon. But also there are retreats that will last upwards to 30 days at times. And so even though we might have a desire within our hearts to say, yes, I want to go away for 30 days or I want to go away for eight days, which is another popular retreat time, it's important to realize that if you're not used to those times, those extended periods of times when you're going on retreat, that it's important that you maybe start out a little bit small. So maybe go to a, a retreat for two or three days. And then if you have a good experience and you're able to handle that period of time, then maybe the next time you go on a retreat, you challenge yourself and you extend it by a day or two. So another question that I also get asked is, what happens on retreats? And there are many, many different types of retreats. So that kind of goes to, that kind of is what the answer is, is, you know, what what is the whole idea of what happens on a retreat? Well, the retreat can take many, many different forms. It could be a preached retreat, where you have a retreat master that will give a series of talks, sometimes three or four times a day, and then afterwards there would be an activity or a reflection time or a prayer time to reflect on what that retreat master talked about. So those are basically what are what are called preached retreats. Then there are what are called directed retreats. And directed retreats are where you have a a director or a retreat director that comes in and kind of directs where the flow of that particular retreat would go. So it might not necessarily mean that this person has a prepared set of talks that they're going to give, but they're going to kind of direct the retreat based on what the retreatant is experiencing at that particular time. So it, it, it is more geared towards the retreatant as opposed to geared towards a group of people. And then you have what are called self-directed retreats. And self-directed retreats are, I would go on retreat and I would say to my retreat master or my spiritual director at that retreat that this is what I would like to accomplish or this is what I would like to pray about during this time that I'm away here. And then that retreat that retreat master or that spiritual director, whoever he or she might be, would then kind of design based on their experience, would design a retreat for me at that time. So sometimes there are talks that are given by the master. Sometimes you'll just meet with a spiritual director, maybe once or twice a day, and he or she will give you things to focus on for that day. And then there are retreats where you can actually go in and kind of design your own time. So you'll bring a, a set of spiritual reading. You'll bring some kind of things that you want to discern, some things that you want to kind of think about. And that time would basically be up to you. So you wouldn't need to meet with a spiritual director during that time. And then what happens? There are special rooms. There are some times that you just commune with nature. Many times retreats are done within a silent atmosphere. So you are silent during the time that you are on retreat and you're even silent during mealtime. So, you know, you really have a chance to kind of go into yourself and kind of connect with God.
And then there are other amenities like a chapel and a church and different things that you can kind of take advantage of. So uh, for us, designing a retreat experience for you allows you to fulfill a particular need. And we are open and willing to design whatever retreat type of experience you would like, whether it's individual, whether it's for a group, whether it's for a classroom, whether it's for a confirmation class, whether it's for an adult faith formation group, any type of retreat that you would like us to design for you, we're willing to meet with you and discuss those things at that time. And so um, we do have a lot of retreats that are already kind of designed that are, are, are with you and that are for you. So go ahead and check out the pages of our website for those different types of retreats that we have already done in the past. But again, remember that we do have the resources to design a retreat experience just for you or your group. And so this has been kind of a short little podcast about what retreats are because retreats go into many, many different areas of ministry based on what that person or what the person or group is desiring at that particular time. So I ask that you contact us if you are really, truly interested in making a retreat yourself or having a retreat experience designed for your particular group. And so may God continue to bless you bless those people who are close to you and those people who love you and care for you. 